Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here for another episode here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Now, I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me this morning, and I also want to thank my loyal listeners for joining me here every week. Now, I want us to, in honor of Black History Month, I want to make sure that we acknowledge that month or acknowledge it because we have a lot of individuals that have made a lot of accomplishments to our world, and I want to make sure we talk about that. Now, I know that we don't have that much time left, and I mean, the month just basically just started, but if you know someone that you would like to honor, if it's you, if you own a business, if you've done something, you have a product you're selling, if you have basically um, transitioned or, or made some, some great strides in your life, I want to hear from you in regards to honoring Black History Month. So you can find um, me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can also, if you know me personally, send me a text message. Or if you need my number, contact me on one of my social media outlets. And you can also Google my name, Jeanette Abney, and you will definitely find me. Now, this is one of those topics that we know that Valentine's Day is approaching. Some individuals will be celebrating Valentine's Day. Some individuals may not be. Some individuals or some couples may be. I turn this phone off. Maybe going, and when I say going through, I mean going through. Because even though we're just COVID, even though we have a lot of stuff going on, when we're talking about relationships, sometimes relationships can be very, very complicated. And one of the things that I'm noticing, especially, like I said, I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. So I work with individuals from all walks of life. And when I'm working with couples, I'm finding it interesting because many individuals are dealing with infidelity. So today's topic, we're going to be talking about healing from infidelity. Now, I want to log on my first caller. Hi, this is Jeanette. Number ended in four. How are you doing? Okay, they're not saying anything, so I guess they want to listen. So let me... Go on with what I was indicating in, in, uh, talking about. Now, when I said that couples are dealing with a lot of things, now one of the things that they're dealing with, like I said, is infidelity. And today we're going to be talking about that because when we start talking about infidelity, infidelity can mean a lot of different things to individuals. And what we're going to be focusing on today is what happened in the aftermath of the affair. Now, there are many individuals struggle trying to overcome the affair. Get rid of the pain. We know that the betrayal can be devastating, but help is available. Now, today's show is designed to address how a couple can have can recover from infidelity. So, we have Dr. Monique Thompson join us today, and she is the author. And I know you guys see me on Facebook Live, but she's actually the author of In. Recovery. So she's going to be joining us today. We're going to be talking about some things in her workbook, how she works with couples, and she's actually located in Texas. 
So if you want to join in on the conversation, give us a call at 516-387-1914 because you are not going to want to miss out on this valuable information. Now, I know just called in and they just hung up. You can call back on. Like I said, all calls are welcome. But the one thing is we want to respect individuals. We want to provide resources as it relates to this. I want individuals to realize that you want to stop punishing yourself while trying to punish another. Let me log on this caller. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Purchase Predicaments. How are you doing? Number ended in 1-7. Hi, yes. Um, I have a question for you. Um, so my husband and I are working through the Infidelity Recovery Workbook, and my husband ended his last affair about a month ago. Um, he says he wants to work on our marriage, but he also has a fear of, and resistance to closing the door to the possibilities of other relationships outside of our marriage. Um, he would need to grow a deeper bond with me instead of seeking that outside of the marriage. But my question is, how can I know if I could trust him again to stay monogamous or if affairs are just something that will continue in our relationship? Well, it sounds like you answered your own question when you said that because he was saying he has to have a deeper bond with you, but yet you guys are already married, and it's his mm-hmm. understanding of the covenant of a marriage and what does that mean to him, which is very mm-hmm. And I'm glad you did purchase the book in regards to infidelity recovery because I'm waiting on Arthur to log on. She said she's going to be running a little late. But one of the things that okay. I want to say and is what well, you wanted to know, can you do and how do you heal? We're going to be talking about a mm-hmm. lot of different things. And one of them is, I say, the character of the but also the triggers. Yeah. And if an individual is bringing in childhood baggage, it sounds like he may not trust himself. And so when you talking about monogamous, it sounds like he kind of don't think he's even capable of it or willing to even try it, what I'm mm-hmm. hearing, but yet you're already married. So it sounds like he may be trying to entertain an open, an open marriage. And if that's not mm-hmm. something you want to do, you have to also be honest with him so that you're not going along to get along and miserable holding on to resentment because he may not have a clear understanding of what it's going to take to be monogamous. And like I said, yeah. we're going to be talking about that because there are different okay. reasons while individuals enter into affairs. And it could be something mm-hmm. that he saw as a child. He didn't see any consequences. But that's something that should have been discussed prior to marriage. Yeah. Does that help answer your question? Thank you. You're yeah, welcome. Thank you. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Predicaments Block Talk Radio, number ending in three five. How are you doing? Okay, they don't want to say anything. Now, you don't. If you don't want to say your name, you don't have to because I'm not trying to embarrass anyone or put anybody out there on blast because this is something that is very, very common. I mean, even myself, I've been cheated on. I've been in situations where I had husband. One husband was a bigger man. My last husband, I heard him talking to a woman outside, didn't know I was at home. And the healing process is different for everybody. You know, some individuals hold on to the pain. Some individuals blame themselves. 
some individuals get so angry and they're struggling the fence. Some people seek revenge, and then they, when they find out when they see revenge, it wasn't that great of a thing to do. So, like I said, it's common, even in older couples. I was putting the show together, and I was looking at some of the information in regards to the research and the statistics. They found, or they indicated that individuals between 50 and 70 still have affairs. It's like, well, now you need to sit your butt down somewhere. But I'm like, wow, really? And, you know, we talk about that in regards to the fact that older couples still engage in affairs. There's different types of affairs is what we're going to be talking about. And the healing process, because like I said, sometimes individuals, just like with the childhood baggage, they'll carry that into their next relationship. And I remember when one of my marriages, I was like, I thought we, was, we used to sit at home and watch cheaters. Every Saturday night, and I didn't even know I was living with one. Now, forgiveness is possible, but forgiveness is also a choice. Now, when I was getting this information together, and like I was saying, I do want to say a lot of times the first thing a person does is they get angry and they want a divorce. Divorce is not always the solution. So I want you to know that. And I also want you to know that some marriages can survive, but it depends on the individual. Now, if the individual is truly showing some remorse or the individual said that they made a mistake or, you know, we're going to get into the nitty-gritty of why sometimes individuals may step outside of their marriage or their relationship, but if they're sincere about it, it makes no sense to punish yourself, punish the other person, and hold on to that pain because you're not going to heal. And like I said, one of the questions that often comes up in my private practice is, it's going to take time. How much time? I can't answer it because it depends on you. How long are you going to hold on to this? Or are you going to be willing to say, you know what? It is what it is. I forgive them because I forgive me. I trust me. I trust my higher power. We can move and we can get past this. Or is the person that you're with a chronic change? If they're a chronic cheater, there's nothing you can do about that. And also, do they have a sex addiction? That's another big issue. And exposure to infidelity in childhood, meaning if they saw it as a child and there was no consequences or they saw that their parents still stayed together, they may not see nothing wrong with that. And those are some of the things that individuals be dealing with. Now, We'll talk about some of the reasons why individuals engage in affairs. There's a lot. So I know that we're waiting on Dr. Monique Thompson to join us in regards to her. And like I said, I like the fact that one of the callers called in and already worked the book. But what is the book? It talks about her content. The, oh God, I can't even talk. I'm so tired. Before you move forward, take a speech. Talks about understanding infidelity because we need to understand it. How to talk about infidelity because a lot of times people don't know how to talk about it because they get so caught up in their emotions. We're going to be talking about the emotional aspect of it because of one of the emotions that we normally see is anger because anger is definitely easy to express. But there's things up under that. It's the betrayal. 
It's the trust. It's the dishonesty. You know, it's the being disappointed. It's a whole lot of other emotions that individuals are going through and experiencing, as well as the grief process, because individuals do grieve. So that also can either, if you have a better understanding, it can help with the healing process, or you can become stagnant or stuck. And with one of those emotions. Also, she talks about in part two, reacting to the affair is huge. Because I remember when I found out the first time, I was like, wow, really? Well, it wasn't the same guy. I say that part two. So when I found out about the bigamous husband and he lied about it, I didn't find I kind of, you know, caught him on the stuff because he lied. But even the second time in my last marriage, I still get upset, fight, but when necessary. So sometimes individuals react differently. Now, my mother, I've seen my mother bust people upside the head. I've seen my mother pull guns on folks. I've seen a whole lot, and I always said I never wanted to be like that. I never wanted to react like that. So that was not my MO. Individuals do react differently, and men may react differently from women and because some women, I want you to know, it can be dangerous because there are some men that will hurt. So you better be careful with that. Now, reacting to the affair the uh, and the partner's reactions. In Chapter 4, she talks about the unfaithful partner's reactions. talks about working through your reactions together. And that right there is huge and powerful. I can't wait for her to come on the air so we can talk about that because a lot of times the other wants the partner to know you hurt me and how that made me feel. You've got to remember, they're not going to feel your feelings because they was going through something perhaps too. And then we talk about repairing the relationship. She offers key strategies for the offended partner and strategies for the unfaithful partner, and becoming a stronger couple. She also talks about that. So, like I said, I know Dr. Monique Thompson has a busy schedule, but she did come time with us today, so we're going to wait, and I will see when she logs on. Now, when we're talking about healing process, this is another book that I kind of work with people on, and it talks about healing from infidelity, which is you know, it's really big because you don't want to carry that pain. Because the first thing a person wonders is, do you love me? Do you love me? And a lot of times I hear, well, I love my wife. But if you love your wife, why did you cheat on your wife? Or vice versa. Because there could be a lot of different things that is going on. And it could be going on in regards to sometimes I, I was looking up some things and I wanted to know, what are some of the reasons? What be going on? I see a lot of times individuals are punishing themselves, they're blaming themselves, and I always tell people, why blame yourself for what another person did? Now, I'm not saying that it don't take two to destroy or ruin a relationship, but sometimes one individual can be faithful and the other person can be unfaithful. But when I was getting this information and putting it together, I saw frustration. 
sometimes, and in most cases, if you're happy in your relationship, it's like, you know what, if I'm going to step out. But sometimes there have been individuals that was happy in their marriage and relationship and still do it. Now, let me see if this is her, because this is an area code. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome Hi. to my Jeanette. How are you doing? Hi, Jeanette. This is Dr. Thompson. How are you? I am well. I'm still running around like a chick with my head cut off, but I'm glad you called <laughs> in. Because one of the callers that called yeah. in on the line, she did purchase your book. So she has oh, wow. okay. And she did have a question. And I'm oh, hopefully okay. she's still living. So she, I've been living. Good Lord. My, I am just Freudian slips is crazy today. I'm saying words coming all out my mouth. <laughs> but oh my goodness, yeah, we'll take this still living and live on the line. Okay. Oh gosh. Okay. So we're talking about you know healing infidelity, but we first have to understand yes. what infidelity means. But I want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. What made yes. you put this book together? Um, so I have been practicing for 20 years, and my special one of my specialties is couples recovery from affairs. My other specialties are adult survivors of sexual trauma, bipolar disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder, mental illness in general. Um, And I started my career as an intern working with adult male sex offenders and in psychiatric emergency rooms. So with a very acute, critically um, um, stressed situation. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that you have in lots of places in psychiatry and in mental health is workbooks and clinical guides, and Mm -hmm. one of the things that you don't have when it comes to working with couples, dealing with infidelity, is exactly that, workbooks and clinical guides. So a publisher reached out to me last year and asked me if I would consider writing a workbook for couples who are trying to recover from infidelity. I was very excited to take the project on because I needed this workbook as much as other clinicians did. And over time, what happens as a counselor is that you've kind of been creating things and worksheets mm-hmm. and handouts. And so, but then when they reached out to me, the publisher kind of helped me pull like 20 years worth of material together <laughs> wow. and put it in a workbook. Um, and I really have to thank, you know, the editors. I mean, there was a whole team of people helping me put all this information together and for it to make sense, you know. Um, Mm -hmm. But that was what happened. They reached out to me, and I happened to have, I mean, years, decades of information in a Dropbox that I was able to kind of download and put together. And you know what? And it's interesting because, you know, we know, and I know, and I've learned being the age that I am now, is when we start talking about affairs, affairs and infidelity Mm -hmm. mean different different people. Because I've heard women say, you know, especially with the emotional affairs, well, he didn't sleep with her. Mm-hmm. And I would say, well, an emotional yeah. affair is more dangerous than a physical affair because he's going to get a booty call and come back home like nothing ever happened, but it's still dangerous. And a lot of times mm-hmm. people, not only just women, but men too. And I found that when a man cheats, women hold on to it. But men sometimes don't want to lose their family, and I found that in most cases, men are willing to forgive their wife, but then I'm just like, you know, the old thing, you can't turn it on to the housewife, so what you going to do? You know, so they kind of get caught up. Now, looking at something, well, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so the different kinds of affairs and whether uh, are we meaning infidelity? Here's my rule of thumb: if you so sometimes couples agree to do certain things. And so I'm going to first approach this from one of the extremes, which is when couples agree to a lifestyle or they agree to swinging, which never works out. And so Mm -hmm. I want to use that extreme so that we can kind of back up into the definition from there. So with swinging or lifestyle, people agree on certain rules and certain people, certain times. There's, There's a lot of agreements and consents that go into it. And as a younger therapist, I'm very non-judgmental. I give a lot of psychological space to everybody. But over mm-hmm. and over again, I just saw this totally fail. I mean, explosively level fail. So over time, I realized, you know why this does not work is because when you love somebody, when you care deeply for them, you actually want them and no one right. And when they love you and they care for you, they want you and no one else. So it's this beautiful miracle, love, and caring for someone that actually is what's getting in the way of infidelity. That is where we get that definition. If I don't care about you, I don't love you, or we're just, I don't care. (laughs) You can go get married tomorrow to somebody else. I'm not crying at your wedding. But if I care about you, if I love you now, I'm Dwayne Wayne at the wedding saying, baby, no. <laughs> you know what? See, now you may be telling myself because I'm like, uh, maybe I just didn't care, I guess. You know, I have said it. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes you just don't care. So if, if you don't yeah, they, did they yeah. really cheat on you? Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. You know, but when you care about somebody, when you love love someone, that's what's happening when we say a person feels betrayed. Correct. Okay. It's Correct. kind of easy when they're married because you've gotten married and said we're not going to be with anybody else and I love mm-hmm. you, you love me, and it's just the two of us. So it's kind of easier when people are married, but I see couples of all kinds, and the real defining thing that I have seen is do I care about you? Do I about you? If I do, I want you to be with me and nobody else. Mm-hmm. You know, something. I have a question for you because uh, yes, one yes. of my lady friends, female friends that I know, and she's the owner publisher of Courageous Woman magazine, and she had posed a question out there, and the question was, can an open relationship lead to marriage? And I said anything can lead yes. to it. But whether it's going to be successful yeah. or not, it's going to be a question because if you already going into it's not this, always. It's an open no, you can make it can work. It can work. It can work. It can work. I've been doing it for twenty years. It can work. Let me tell you, I have learned I never can call it. I don't care what's going on. I've had see, I've had sessions where I got tired. They got tired. I have stopped sessions because I just couldn't do it anymore and walked outside to get myself some water. And it worked out just fine. I mean, I have learned I can never call it. I never can call it. All I know is sometimes uh-huh. it works out and sometimes it does not. But it's not so mystical. I don't want to create this big mystery. If you start off in an open relationship, an open um, relationship, and then you decide you're getting married, it can sometimes work. Just like you could start off with an arranged marriage. 
yeah, in a very yeah. conservative environment, and it not work. True. That's so true. I'm saying that to say that there's there's no way for us to say your relationship is you know gonna be totally protected and nothing ever is gonna happen to it. One of the classics in the field, um, which I use a lot in my practice, actually is by um, Shirley Glass, not just friends. Well, you mm-hmm. read the story behind that book. What happened was her best friend who. Everybody looked at their marriage as like an iconic marriage. When her husband died, they found out he'd been having affairs the whole time. Shirley Stevens? And that's what led to her. No, Glass. Not Shirley Stevens. Oh, I'm like, what is this? You know what I mean? No, but so that's where the workbook came in. The workbook, if you see that there's a chapter for the, the uh-huh. spouse or the, the partner, because I want to be curious, also for people who are not married, there's a chapter for the partner who was hurt. And there's mm-hmm. a chapter for the partner who cheated, and then there are sections in the workbook for them to work on together, because that is one life lesson I've learned as a therapist, is we really need an even-handed yeah. approach if we're talking about the relationship working out. And it can't be, you know, die, 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 and, you know, forever the person is, you know, got to sacrifice life and limb to make this relationship mm-hmm. work. At some point, we have to do the work and get through it. It is really, really hard work not that it, yeah. it really is it's an honorable feat if you ever know a couple and they work through this then they have they they can tell you they've been through the fire they've come out on the other side and it does work out for some couples many couples experience infidelity and mm-hmm. what i have seen is it's the one it's the one who are willing to turn around look at each other and say yeah that's what happened let's work this out Versus now, this is a critical error. I don't recommend anybody do this. Pretend that it never happened and just no, stick our heads in the sand and keep going. Uh-huh. I've seen that too. But you know what? That's I have some mistake. Yeah. I, I, was, I was going to go somewhere when you start talking about that. I was thinking of my when my favorite couple, Amon and Alicia Rashad. I thought they were going to be married forever. And I was, I think I probably, I don't know how Felicia Rashad felt, but I was devastated when their marriage, you know, the way it happened. I'm like, really? Really? Not really? Yeah. <laughs> how dare you? You know? Yeah, but, it can happen to anybody. Look in your when, family tree. It's happened in your own family uh, tree. You don't have to look far. I know it happened in my family. The one thing that I see yeah. that in the beginning of the show is I just handled it differently when it happened to me when I was going over some of your chapters and talking about the reaction because I didn't want to react the way my mother reacted. Girl, my mother was pulling out guns mm-hmm. and, and knives and mm-hmm. bugging people. I mean, she was just like, Wee! you know. But well, we know, know now that when people are betrayed like that, they experience a trauma. It's not. A, it's right. not your regular brain that's working it. You actually experience a trauma, and when your brain, when the human brain experiences trauma, it is not to be trusted, first of all. So, mm-hmm. anybody, if you just found out that your partner cheated, I always recommend that you do not trust even your best ideas for at least 14 days, 15 days. Don't even trust any of your bright ideas because all of them are coming from a place of pain agony, trauma, agitation, rage, and just giving the brain time to really find a peaceful space, breathe through it, and then make your decision. You might feel the side to leave. Correct. 
You may still decide to leave. And if you've read the workbook, I constantly tell people, you may not make it through this workbook. You may decide that I can't do this. I need to (laughs) go. Well, one of the things is I tell individuals, even in my private practice, don't make decisions based on your emotions. Because your emotions change. And it is a grief process. And you do deal with of grief and it is traumatic. Mm-hmm. It does bring up a mm-hmm. lot of old childhood stuff. It brings up, you know, and mm-hmm. sometimes individuals so much into their partner that they lose sight. And especially if the infidelity leaves the other person where, like I said, they never had a job, the husband was the sole provider or vice versa, because I don't want to make it just about men being the one that cheat because women cheat too. Well, I'm looking at some of the information that you indicate in regards to different types of affairs, romantic affair, the cyber affair with mm-hmm. the and um, the mm-hmm. affair. You have to define your affair, and mm-hmm. sometimes individuals do walk around with blinders on, or you may think that mm-hmm. they don't know what's happening, but they know. Because I know like mm-hmm. with my sisters, mm-hmm. when their husband may have had an affair, and I would know and I would be, a, I didn't want to say nothing to her because she was so, oh, he'll never do this. He'll never do that. But when she found uh-huh. out, he told on himself because he thought I told and I didn't say nothing. So when we start uh-huh. talking about different things, it's really huge. And also this cyber affair because you find that a lot of individuals are setting up these online profiles. Can you speak on that a little bit? About the cyber affair? Sure. So we're right back to, like, how do you define if it's infidelity or not? Well, so if I'm in a relationship with someone and we're dating, then we might not make it to a committed relationship if I'm still setting up profiles and I'm out there presenting myself as a single person. So some part of infidelity is actually each person being fully honest with themselves. Because so sometimes people demand Fidelity, when you're not in a committed relationship, mm-hmm. they made no promises to you. So are they really cheating on you? Because they did they ever agree to only be with you? You know? So that's the so thought that's is, is there thought ever an agreement in the first place? <laughs> what you say? Right. Did you I even agree? I'm not cheating on you. Remind me that yeah. old blue. Remember that blue? Yeah, am I really even cheating? Yeah, am I even cheating on you? Right, right. Just because we've been talking a lot and spent a lot of time together, did I ever actually, then there's the marriage where I am mm-hmm. cheating on you when I start setting up these profiles and that sort of thing. And for my spouse, and you're right, I often have the spouse who already know. They already know. And they're trying to figure out what to do about it. Sometimes people mm-hmm. find out and they don't want the marriage to end. They want things to work out and they haven't decided whether they want to confront the person because the confrontation means that now we're either going to have to deal with it or it may be that you're going to tell me that, yeah, I don't want to be with you. So I often have a person who knows yeah. and they're trying to figure out what to do. The other thing. Yes. Yeah. And I have people who are sure that they don't want to be married anymore. They're fine yeah. with being financially responsible, but they don't want to be sexually involved with their spouse anymore. And if they have children involved, it becomes a very difficult choice. So I recommend anybody, this is, of all areas of mental health, this is definitely not the do-it-yourself section, okay? (laughs) Not the do-it-yourself section. Just like if you've never built a house before, you have no business after trying to lay a foundation and build a house 
living on your first go at it, this is just not the right. DIY section. You're right. Because, see, I mean, homicide, suicides can play a role. Depression can play a yeah. role. In, a relationship anxiety. Yes. And it does yes. all of the above. And a lot oh, and lawsuits, let me be quick, lawsuits, lawsuits, mm-hmm. we're talking about lawsuits, we're talking about how you find out that money that was supposed to be going to your child's college fund has been spent on this other person, and now you want all your money back, your child can cook. There's a lot that can happen in the unfolding of what, cause to have this affair, in order to have the affair, there was a lot of deception, right? A lot of deceit, right. a lot of things that were supposed to go hit it. So there's a long road to recovery. It can be done, but it's not the do-it-yourself section. And then, of course, we didn't even get to this, and I know we're going to run out of town on this show today, but one of the first steps in recovery from this is people have to have their questions answered, mm-hmm. both parties. Well, I have, and when I have you a- try to answer questions, you're going to, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, this is where the do-it-yourself is not a good idea. And I actually had a person reach out to me who was the person who cheated. And mm-hmm. they got the workbook and reviewed it. And I got this long. He said, I wish I had did this workbook mm-hmm. before. I, you know, and I was like, yeah, because a lot of mistakes could be avoided. Correct. And a lot of the extra trauma. Because the first trauma is finding out. The second trauma is the person continuing to lie, answering yeah. the questions all raggedy, you know, um, you trying to forgive somebody that you now hate, and so yeah. you're treating them like the person on death row, and they're mm-hmm. trying their best, and then years later, you realize, you know, I should have just left. I wasn't ever going to forgive them. I should have just left. So doing the workbook pushes the person who said they want to forgive you. It pushes them to see, well, if you're going to forgive me, this is all the work involved. And Correct. the and person you know, who defended you is all the work involved. That is true because a lot of times I tell individuals, you got to be honest with yourself because you supposed mm-hmm. to be focused on the man and you're projecting that energy onto the other person, but you don't mm-hmm. even want to be in a relationship yourself. There's a, another thing that I want to bring up with this, and we, I don't know, we didn't yes, touch ma'am. on it yet, but when there's a child produced from the infidelity mm-hmm. of the affair. That yeah. is another, because women view it different than most men. Some women may not want to have anything mm-hmm. to do with the child because it reminds them of the affair, where some men will take mm-hmm. care of a child that they know that's not theirs. What has been your experience in regards to working through this infidelity? A child is a product of the affair. Well, so I should preface this by saying, and I and I have just a few minutes before I know we have to wrap up. I don't just I don't like kids. I love kids. Ninety percent mm-hmm. of my practice before when I first it was all kids until I started having children. I have an award from the city of Dallas for my work with kids. So whenever there is a child involved, I actually slow our entire therapeutic process down. Because mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I am making sure that the child who is not even in the room is okay. And that's how I rest at night. I have to know that I did everything I could so that the adults involved, because it's going to be a hard road and it's going to be harmful for people if we don't follow certain steps. And one of those first steps is that the 
people involved are now all co-parents. Correct. They're all co-parents. And there is also a legal line involved. And so Mm -hmm. we need to first acknowledge that everybody is now co-parenting and all of the legal steps have to be taken. Every single one of those legal steps has to be taken. So that's really the first step is I has all the legal stuff been taken care of? And is everybody agreeing and on board that everybody is now a co-parent? Well, it sounds like, and I know you have to go, Dr. Thompson, but you got to be mature. Yes, Maturity has to play a role because if you take a woman and the woman knew that the man was married and she slept with this man and now she got a child and now you want the fight, the wife to work with you, sometimes that wife might be wanting to knock the crap out of that woman, feeling and want to blame the woman, but you got to also look at your husband because he put a role too. So that could be quite challenging. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is back to are you actually ready now? This is no, this is back to taking ownership and responsibility for where you really want to be, like you said, being honest with yourself. Maybe you would like to be this noble person who stands up and is able to take care of them. Or it may be that the noble and honorable thing for you to do is to walk out that door and live mm-hmm. a good full life and not sign up to co-parent. But you, only you, can make that peaceful, calm choice of staying or leaving. And I want to emphasize the peaceful, calm part of that. While you are still hot as fish, grease mad, it's not the time to make this decision. While you are still burning hot with wanting to pop the woman upside her head, it's not the time to make that decision. You need to wait till you're in peace and calm mm-hmm. and then decide, do I want to stay here and co-parent? Or is my most peaceful, calm decision to walk out that door? You have mm-hmm. to, this is not do-it-yourself therapy. This is not self-help. You probably need to talk to someone to get to that peaceful, calm place so that you can make a decision that you can live with. Correct. And I like okay. what you yes, said. I think I got one minute left. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Now, when we talk about this healing, and a lot of times individuals, and I know because I'm going to have more time up in the show, and they want to know if it's going to take me some time. And sometimes that can be used mm-hmm. as an excuse. Buy some time or to punish the mm-hmm. person. What is your perspective yeah. in regards to it's going to take me some time? Which did you ask me at the beginning, like where did the workbook come from? It came from that. Because the healing process, you need some structure. Or else we're talking about indefinite for the rest of my life, I'm saying I'm healing. So that's where the workbook came from. Over the years, I kept having to like create this worksheet, this handout, these books to read, this technique, you know, and it was all I mean, we we we're talking about that book that workbook is like, I think, 4,000 words, or something crazy like that. Um, and the original text, like, they cut it, of course, they cut, I think we were at, like, six or 7,000 words, and then they kept, you know, editing, and we got it down to, like, workbook size, but mm-hmm. this is a lifetime of my work spent trying to help people get through that healing process, and so there's exercises. There's exercises in the book, some mm-hmm. just for the person who was hurt, some are for the offended partner, and some are for the people to do together. And that helps you to kind of stepwise go through a healing process. And you're constantly asking that book to think about, do I want to continue? Gotcha. Because I part of your healing process is you saying, do I want to continue? Yes, ma'am. 
I, I got to throw this one out here. Now, people in the church, because a lot of times our religious beliefs, you know, some individuals believe divorces, the Bible don't like divorce. What would you say individuals that are faith-based? In regards to healing, from sure. I'm gonna tell you this, and then I know we. I I have another appointment, so I'm gonna go, but I'm gonna explain this as quick as I can. I once upon a time looked at that, you know, position, and I didn't quite understand it until I started doing this deep work as a therapist. But the scripture is written to protect God's children, and one of the things that we're given is permission to leave under the condition of adultery. And what I saw was people trying to stay when God Himself is giving you permission to leave. And so you need to think about if he gave you permission to leave, then you know who you're going to have to ask for permission to stay? You're going to need to talk to him because at some point you will look at him and answer for how you treated his child. And he, you're going to have to answer y'all. You cannot go to him and be like, well, you know he cheated and God is like, and I gave you permission to leave. So what did you say for if all you're going to do is make this like a living hell the rest of the day. Look, and so, and, and even for the person who's trying to say, well, I, baby, I changed, baby, I changed. And God was like, now, I gave you permission to leave, too. So you stayed and you kept on cheating. So now you got to answer for how you treated my child. In that instance, you have to think about that. as a, If you're walking through this from a Christian walk of faith, you're going to have to answer for how you treated God's child. Oh, wow. Wow. That is heavy. That is heavy. I got a caller coming in. I know you got to leave. Dr. Thompson, I wanted you to be yes, home. Hi, this is Jeanette. I'm never in the middle. I can play with you now. I'll come back another day. <laughs> um, question, you I mean, me do you have any questions? All right, you take care of me. Okay, the person. Good. You know what? I really wish I could stay longer, but you, you, you just let me know, and I'll come back anytime, okay? We need some help with this because, like I said, there's a lot of individuals that are struggling in their healing yeah. process and wounded. And yeah. they don't know do and then you know one yeah. of the things that, and I want to oh, share this uh-huh. too is be careful to go out and talk to your friends and your family so don't be too yeah. quick to tell yeah. people about what's happening in your relationship because they may yeah. be the ones who are going to be judging you and calling your names and why you do yeah. this and why you do that and, and you know what? I don't know yeah. what they would do I, in that situation I know it's so much to talk about Miss Jen I have to go but you have me back anytime okay you let me know your schedule because I'm quite sure the phone <laughs> will be piling up. So I guess I got to handle the rest of the 17 minutes for myself. But that's fine. <laughs> I appreciate you. You tell, them, you tell them I'll come back. And we'll, how can they get your workbook and how can they reach you if they want oh, to Yes, they can get the workbook. The workbook is available at Walmart, Target, Amazon, anywhere books are sold. Um, and they can reach me at NorthDallasCounselor.com, um, and I will make sure to send you a link to the workbook. But it's the Infidelity Recovery Workbook for Couples, Tools and Exercises to Rebuild Your Relationship. And I will send that link to you, Ms. Janelle. I appreciate you. I'll come back and then we'll do a whole 45 minutes next time, okay? <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. All, right. All right. All right. Take care. Okay, I just All got right, the link. Thank you, bye-bye. Okay. Well, I know I still got people on, and you may have some questions, and I know you haven't said anything, but as we're talking about healing from infidelity, and it is a healing process, 
And it takes time to heal, just like if you have a cold, just like if you're going through something. You got to work through it, and you got to work through it together. But one of the things I want to say, even as a therapist, is you have to have a willing partner. The individual has to be willing to stop the affair, because like any sore, any scars, if you keep picking at it, it's not going to heal. And I know one of the things that individuals are looking for is the remorse. They want the person to feel their pain. And if you know that you've been the best wife, the best husband, you've done all that you can do, don't punish yourself. And I like how Dr. Thompson said, you're going to be accountable for how you treat that other person, too. Now, I'm looking at something, and it's coming from the verywellmind.com, and it talks about that there are many reasons why married people as well as single people may cheat. And upward of 40% of married couples are impacted by fidelity. And despite the high percentage, people want to keep calling me. Okay, let me see that. Risk factors such as personality disorder, childhood issues, as well as opportunities such as social media and poor boundaries increase the chances that, uh, that the reasons why things lead to different types of affairs. And it's interesting because boundaries. If you've got a spouse and you know your spouse is dealing with depression or self-esteem issues and they got somebody with them that they look good and you not, that could be a problem. You know, or vice versa. Now, we, we talked about that there are different types of affairs, but one of the things it goes into is frustration in the marriage, a common trigger. You know, if you know you arguing with your spouse or your significant other a lot, try to have peace in the relationship. Now, the cheater may make several attempts to solve the problems to no avail. Maybe they had a second thought about getting married, or they were jealous over the attention given to a baby or given to your friends or your family. So you want to communicate these feelings. Perhaps the strange spouse has childhood baggage, because a lot of times we get into relationships with individuals that have unresolved issues and baggage. And if the person cheated on you to the marriage, you want to make sure you have healed from that before you enter into the marriage, because it can still continue. It depends. But when we start talking about the childhood baggage, the neglect, abuse of parent who cheated, that interferes with his or her ability to maintain a committed relationship. Now, I had a friend. Can I ask a question? Yes, you may. Okay, I didn't. I just make sure <clears throat> that I was on. Um, I'm looking at the uh, uh, the broadcast here, and it's uh, dealing with uh, problems in relationship. Is that right? Healing from infidelity. Infidelity, yes. Okay. Uh, the only thing I can say is how I deal with it as a uh, man because I had a real bad problem with that uh, years ago. And what I decided to do was uh, start looking at it from a uh, humanistic approach and a scientific approach. Mm-hmm. Because what I was looking at, was the fact that uh, I looked at my astrological makeup and all of that good stuff, and I knew I was doing everything that I was supposed to do, but things were still out of control. 
so I was faced with a question. Uh, what are you going to do? Because you, you're bending over backwards. You're trying to do this. You're trying to do that. You're trying to do this. What are you going to do about you? So what I did is I turned the equation around, and I shifted focus and started dealing with me, and I found out that I got a chance to back up away from the forest so I can actually see the trees for the first mm-hmm. time. And when I saw that, then I went on and I discovered that the pro- people that I was having all these problems with, um, they became insignificant. And I was able to see why they were doing what they were doing mm-hmm. uh, based on their thoughts and, and mm-hmm. the things that they were doing. I was able to see that. And so I ended up being very, very successful away from uh, what was causing me the problems and this, that, and the other. It took me a while now. It'll take you a minute, but it, it, it back goes around back, to self. It goes back, sir, to when I said earlier, the personality of the person. You know, I shared something about I had married a guy, and he was a bigamist. But the thing is, I'll never forget him sharing that, his father was a cheater. His brother was a cheater. He didn't want to be a cheater, but it was in him. And I remember his father looking me in my face and telling his son, son, she ain't nothing to recognize. with. But it was childhood baggage. It was unresolved issues. But I wasn't going to be like this. I'm like, oh, I'm not dealing with this. Because if that person never changes what you go do, you don't want to stay mad at them. You don't want to be punishing them. You don't want... Because you can't fix that. They got to win. And then you got to be, and see, forgiveness is a choice. Holding on to it is not going to solve the relationship. And now, in what you were talking about, were you the cheater or were you cheated on? Because I know some men no, that have been I was, I was I was cheated on. I met a sister she had. Uh, well, actually, I met her in, in high school. The relationship didn't last that long. Uh, but then after we got out of high school, she went her way, I went mine. And the next time I seen her, uh, she had two children. And um, we both were the ones who got away because nothing ever happened. But then it was uh, the first time, and it was uh, uh, spectacular and all of that. Then we decided to get together, and then we went on this uh, awful roller coaster up and down, uh, jail, police, fighting, and just shy. A first degree murder and all of this stuff. So I stopped turning around and I started dealing with uh, knowledge of self and self uh-huh. and uh, start investing in self and stuff. And then that backed me up where I was able, you know, she came back and, you know, she saw how things were going with me and everything was magnificent no more drama, no more fighting, no more this, that, and the other. He has peace. Uh, I can't let him get away with that uh, 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 because I've just rubbed his life. That's what he's used to. i got to try to bring it back his life, but I shut the door, locked the bars, and all that. can get back in and uh, just went on uh-huh. and uh, kept doing what I'm doing. And, now, uh, I have a question for you. I have a question for you, sir, because I tell you success is the best revenge. But when you moved into other relationships, did the fear did the fear still linger with you? Because a lot of men that I know have been hurt. Because men love deep. 
And a lot of times women think that they don't, but they do love. They ain't, may not fall in love with every woman that they encounter, but they do love deep. Now, with that being the case, how did was your behavior with other women knowing that you had been hurt by one before? Well, what I did was I always laid the cards out on the table and explained to them uh, all the background information about where I came from, uh, what happened to me in the past and stuff, and this is where I am personally headed. And this is what I have to deal with, and this is what I'm going to lay on the table so you can see what I have to offer and where I'm, where I'm coming from. If that does not suit you or if you're going someplace else, let me know right now. I won't waste your time because I'm involved <laughs> with knowledge and love itself. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to engage in a relationship with you, but I got to know whether or not we're going to be on the same page. Mm-hmm. That's how I handle that situation. That's how I handle it today. Same, and that's you honest because you got to be honest. And it doesn't mean, because some people think, oh, all people cheat. All Everybody is not a cheater. Now, I want to go into some information and this was some of the things that I found out when I was looking at in regards to um, why people cheat sometimes, the triggers, childhood baggage, exposure to infidelity in childhood, um, being unfaithful to a spouse or a sexual partner um, if a person has a sex addiction, sexless marriages, because sometimes um, another spouse or whatever can be sick or can be going through some things and they can't handle that, um, feeling unappreciated undervalued or neglected. Those were some of the things that I learned and found out as I was gathering this information. You know, a lot of times people feel unheard or they think that, especially if they not found when people are dealing in a relationship or in a relationship with a person that is or has a career or professional or attainment, that is huge too because they feel like their spouse don't have time for them. Have you ever experienced that, or can you speak on that a little bit, sir? Well, my situation was was, was a little bit different because uh, the women that I've dated, they all know, because uh, I was an athlete, and I was and still am, even at, at my age, an extremely highly uh, sensual individual. That's just uh-huh. the way I was born, I, my physical makeup. So they always knew that uh, about me. So they always felt that if we push this button, no matter what he's saying, we're able to do this right here. But when I was able to remove their hand off the button and put my hand on it, uh, <laughs> it was a whole different ball game. So mm-hmm. now we're trying to figure out how we can, uh, we cannot afford to allow this old-time religion to go away. We got to keep this right here because this is the best thing in the, in this side of the United States. So we got to try to maintain some type of control over this thing. And but he's out of control. We cannot control him. And we wonder if is anything that we can do uh, mm-hmm. to bring back that type of thing. So it all boils down to nothing but control and love of self. If you have that in place. Everything that you previously mentioned is under control. If you got that in place, you know the, the first thing that you're supposed to know is you. Correct. That's Your true. own personal you. you know, if you if you know that, 
Mm-hmm. And you control that. You ain't got to worry about them. Put Correct. a chain on your gate if you have to. <laughs> Lock the door. <laughs> One of the things I tell individuals, and I've said this even to other people that I've known and have dated in the past, I look at it as respect. Respect for yourself, respect for the other person, and respect for your relationship. If you have that respect and you set clear boundaries, because I tell people, why would you want something that you don't else want? And you got to know who you are as a person and deal with your insecurities. Because if individuals are struggling with their insecurities, another person can't make you feel another way. You know, so if I don't want to look good and I feel good and I have a man telling me, well, you don't look like so-and-so, so-and-so, you know what? You need to go there with so-and-so again. So the thing is you've got to feel comfortable with yourself. Now, I want to say some things. I know some individuals, and we only have a little bit of time, and at the time when I was putting the show together, I didn't know that Dr. Thompson was going to be able to be on with us for the hour, so we will definitely have her back. But I want to share some things in regards to when we talk about, well, how can I make sure that my marriage is safe? Communicate, compromise, have compassion. Premarital well, counseling. Very, also very important too. I, I, Susan, I look at that from a scientific perspective. First of all, I'm not educated in the American system. I'm a self-educated man. I took my own money and investigated, uh, invested, uh, invested in my own library. I have one online, one in my own study, my own home, my own this, my own that, my own radio show, uh, my own network, I'm a Moorish National, the Supreme Mathematics, the whole nine. Uh-huh. And what I discovered is when you do the research, uh-huh. research starts with you, and uh-huh. Michael Jackson gave us the, the answer to the equation when he said, I'm going to start with the man in the mirror. Man when in we the start mirror. dealing with that, then we are well on our way to solving 99.9% of the information that you've been talking about tonight. That's all you've got to do is just do you. And you're going to have people that's going to come around and try to give you this, that, and the information of, well, you need to do this. No, 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 no. I already have a plan. The plan is well put. It's on paper. And now I'm in motion. I'm going to orchestrate it and bring it into physical manifestation. That's all you mm-hmm. have to do. And another thing, too, sir, I also want to say with what you were talking about, that we do have to deal with the man or the woman in the mirror, and you got to be true to thyself. If you're not true, to yourself, you're not going to be true and authentic to the next person. And when we start That's talking right. about you got to clean up stuff. you got to clean it up, let it out. You know, don't hold on to all that drama. You know, don't go and try to make yourself the victim. So there's a lot of things you can do. And you can also seek help. Don't try to do it on your own, like you said, because individuals, you, you become emotional. Domestic violence is a passion. You know, individuals, is, you're looking at intimate partners, relational issues. So one of the things is you want to make sure, like I said, you seek couple counseling, and in some cases you might need to do individual counseling to work on your stuff. You know, where is this stuff coming from? And don't blame the other person. You know, because when you point the finger at one person, you think it's pointing back at you, too. And also, like I said, forgiveness is a choice. 
So if you're going to heal, focus on healing. Don't make decisions based on your emotions. Don't try to punish the other person. And there are ways, like I said, we start talking about faith-proof your relationship. Boundary. Setting boundaries. Open, honest communication. That's very important. Um, sir, anything you want to share before we end, though, because I know we only got like 14 minutes. We're running out. I mean, seconds. Anything you want the listeners to know? And I appreciate you calling, and I also appreciate being open and sharing. Well, uh, I have a free report. They can go over there to my website at newdebtelimination.com uh, and then put in their email address. Uh, they can go to tahakadebtelimination.org. And I'll send them my free report, and it contains my phone number. And uh, they can call me, and I'll talk to them personally. I need to get in touch with you. We need to do a show with you then talk about new debt because you can get rid of some of the debt that they're carrying. And you know what? And that's All right. Well, what, I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go right down here to the bottom, and I'm going to put in my uh, phone number. You can call me as soon as the broadcast is over, and we can tell Okay. I've got different numbers that's showing. What's your last two numbers of your number? Give me your last two. Nine zero nine zero six one. Got you. Okay, I'll see your number. Okay, I would definitely give you a call because I need to set up something with you to come on the air so we can talk about how individuals can get rid of some of their debt and invest wisely. People need to start having different streams of income because there's a difference in being rich and versus having wealth. And when you know better, you do better. And for some reason, people don't like sharing information. And I take time out of my day to do this in order to help elevate individuals and to help them to become prosperous. You know, so All right, well, this, as soon as the show over, call me. I'll do that. And uh, I'm sitting right here on the computer by the phone now. I'm off today. So I'll okay. talk to you. I'll you call in a few minutes as soon as I sign off. Okay, so again, I want to thank you for joining us here at Precious Video Community Blog Radio. Again, there's a lot of information about healing. Healing is possible, but you got to want it. You can't heal and hurt at the same time. And by that same token, take time to get to know you. Take time to work on your emotions. Take time to realize you deserve better. And if that is the character of the person, sometimes you got to just let things go. Let them go. You know, there's nothing you can do about that. If you've done all that you could do, let it go. So, again, thank you for joining us here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. Until tomorrow, I don't know what I'm going to talk about, but you got this. Bye-bye. 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 Okay, writer. Okay, come here. Show me what you were trying to show me. I was on the radio. That's why I couldn't.